Well, hello there. Welcome to Biblical Chili. Now listen, the cruise is just about to start. Let me fill you in on a few details if you've never been here before. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that we help you grow closer to Jesus every day. Now, you might be wondering why it's called Biblical Chili. You see, around this table, we have people from all walks of life. Different histories, backgrounds, different futures, even different religious views. But even with all these differences, that shouldn't hinder us from carrying on a conversation. And you stepped in at a good time, too, because the Chili Crew is walking through the Bible from cover to cover. And right now, they're in the book of Exodus. Moses talking to a burning bush, plagues, exodus out of slavery, and the Ten Commandments. Woo! This gives me the collie while I was just thinking about it. All right, we're going to be starting off in chapter 31 in the book of Exodus today. Uh, So this is Exodus chapter 31, verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bazil, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of worksmanship, to design architect works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for settings, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. I find that really interesting that God, that he's filled with the Holy Spirit and it's for architecture or design or like working with his hands. Because most people do not think, oh, well, I'm filled. Most people don't think, you know, at least in the Christian church today, oh, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I can carve gems. (laughs) This explains where they're coming from, because I think that we talked about this before. Like, we got all these craftsmen just, you know, this with them, you know, ordain this and, and, and have them make this. And now God's like, all right, well, this is how, you know, this is what I want you to do. And now I'm giving you the tools to do it with. Yet here's also another example of uh, the existence of the Holy Spirit before the day of Pentecost. I I know there's a lot of, I don't know, I I would just say teachings out there that the Holy Spirit didn't even exist before before the the New Testament, basically, you know, the day day of Pentecost kind of thing. But I, I would, I would argue with that because, or I, I would argue against that only because of verses like this talking about the spirit of God all over the old Testament. This is something I also recently came into, you know, um, understanding as well. And I read the Bible, at least from front to back three times. And I've noticed it said the spirit. So when I read the, uh, or it was taught about Pentecost as the first sign of the Holy spirit or, or the first, I don't know, evidence of the Holy Spirit that we know it today. Um, I was kind of confused about that, but I took it as it is, and or as as I was taught, and <laughs> I just went with it. <laughs> I, I know there 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 was you know messages or, or teachings about that that, but yeah, I mean I I would argue against it. Although I've I've heard a lot of arguments for or against. I just found it interesting that they talked about him being with good, good with silver and bronze and, and that kind of stuff. And Tom was bringing that up before about how we brought this up about uh, 
well, God needs all these craftsmen and stuff like that. And we kind of reiterated, well, they just came out of slavery and that's all they did. Like when they were in slavery, they were, they were farming for their, for their folks, for their masters. And they were carving stones and, and car like marble yeah, and servants. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. They know how to work with their hands and they know how to serve. Yeah. So, I mean, God, God's able to use them with this. So, uh, all right. Uh, verse six. And I, indeed, I have appointed with him. Um, I'm going to try to say this slowly, but I don't think I'm going to get it right. Aholiab, the son of Eshemach of the tribe of Dan. And I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans that they may make all that I have commanded you, the tabernacle of meeting, the ark of the testimony, the mercy seat that is on it, and all the furniture of the tabernacle, the table and its utensils, the pure gold lampstand with all its utensils, and the altar of incense. Uh, verse 9, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the laver and its base, the garments of ministry, the holy garments for Aaron, the priests, and the garments of his sons the, to minister as priests. Verse 11, and the anointing oil and sweet incense for the holy place, according to all that I have commanded you, they shall do. Now, can you imagine being these guys? Like, they, 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 they are filled with the Holy Spirit and they're like Neo going through the, the Matrix. <laughs> I, I know jujitsu. <laughs> I was like, I can now adorn things. I, I couldn't can do it yesterday, but I can do it today. I see, I see that kind of thing. Like, they, they're given, uh, you know, melted gold and they're like, ah, because we've talked about this before, remember? We were like, how long would it have taken them to make this? Well, apparently. I, I would assume God apparently gave them a little bit of a shortcut here because filled with the Holy Spirit. So they they knew exactly what God was looking for. Now they got this phenomenal cosmic power to make the itty bitty dwelling space. <laughs> <laughs> itty bitty dwelling space. Here's something interesting. Uh, verse 8. You read it. The table and its utensils. My first eight in King James says the table and his furniture. Mine says the table and its articles, the pure gold lampstand and all the accessories. Well, because I, I know there's there, at least if I remember the utensils correctly, uh, there were like forks and um, for the bread, it's not spatula. What, what What's the thing that they take bread out of the flat ovens? It's like tongs. The, no, it's the pizza thing. Yeah, it's a spatula. It's a giant it's, spatula. It's like a spatula, yeah. Yeah. But, but my main thing is, mine says his as an H-I-S, while your guy says it's as in it's a thing and not a person. Really? Yes. On verse 8? Well, yes. well, it's saying it's. It's talking about the table and the table's articles. But so, mine is not. It's saying it's a person, a being. Hmm. His Go ahead and read yours again. All of verse 8. All right. So my first 8, or excuse me, not mine, but the King James Version uh, reads as such. 
and the table and his furniture, his furniture, and the pure candlestick with all his furniture, and the altar of incense, comma, verse 9. Now, his is not capitalized here in King James either. For usually if it talks about God, it would be capitalized. Right. If it's talking about any of the Godhead, it would be capitalized. But still a significant difference nonetheless. Okay, so we were talking about verse 8. Uh, what version do you have, Susanna? Tom, what version do you have? I have the NIV. What does yours say? Just utensils? Or no, you said uh, furnitures. Articles. Articles, okay. The table and its articles. Wait, verse 8? Yeah. Oh, wait, right, right. We're on 31, not 30. I have NIV, too, right next to it. Mine says utensils. Uh, utensils. Uh, yeah, the table and its utensils. Oh, no, it's the NLT. My better. Okay. King James and the NLT I have. We were just talking about how it was interesting that Antonio's uh, KJV uh -huh. says that his utensils, right? Correct. The table and his utensils, which or is his which is furniture. His, his furniture, furniture, right? Huh. To to paint a clear picture of what's happening here, we have Moses on Mount Sinai for forty days straight. Uh, God, I'm certain, was supernaturally keeping this man fed and rested and all this stuff because God is, in part, God is revealing to him the entire tabernacle of meeting and, and how this is going to work and how it's going to function because he was up there for this long and God's given him these blueprints. All right, so verse 12, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak also to the children of Israel saying, surely my Sabbaths you shall keep for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Now, just as a, 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 a side note, sanctifies means, or if something is sanctified, that means set aside for a holy purpose. Verse 14. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. For whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath of rest. Holy to the Lord, whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall be, he shall be surely be put to death. Therefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. So right here is the load up of the the, the cannon or the catapult, if you will, that uh, the holy leaders unleashed on Jesus when he started doing things on the Sabbath day. Do you know? Oh the, yeah. Uh, verse eighteen. What was that? Oh yeah, I do. I just I did I just hadn't finished it yet. 
Oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I can finish it. So there's only one verse left. Uh, verse 18. And when he made, and when he had, he, meaning God, uh, when he had made an end of speaking with him, meaning Moses, on Mount Sinai, he gave Moses two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. The finger of God. You know what I wonder, and I've, I've always wondered this, if if Jesus was meant to be like the, the physical embodiment of God, always meant to be that, I wonder if it was actually Jesus on the mount, like somehow carving it out with his like welder of a finger through the stone while he's telling him all, just eat it. I like, actually believe this is one out of the three times that the Bible mentions Jesus writing something with his finger. Oh, because the whole like in the sand thing, wasn't it? I remember that yeah. one. Yeah. And then there was uh, at Babylon. Oh, at Babylon. That's right. The finger that showed up out of nowhere, you know, mm-hmm. um, and TK, TK, Mini, Lilo or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. And then when he but... formed us out of the sand. Oh, that's, yeah, that's the fourth one. <laughs> that's not writing. <laughs> <laughs> that's artwork. Yeah, well, God said it was saying. all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but notice something here. It says that everyone should be put to death. Well, I know a lot of people who doesn't keep these commandments as they are today. What do you guys think about that? And let me clarify. Nobody's actually dying from working seven days a week right now. Oh, they will eventually. <laughs> I think this yes, again was that, a that's, that's obedience. What I'm saying. Let's, let's, let's get some perspectives here. I think this is again an, an obedience thing because remember when they, when the people came to touch the mountain, they said, "Don't even come close to it because we'll have you guys get put to death." Yeah, they weren't like dying immediately. Somebody was shooting them with arrows, like you were going to die. So this is God saying, "Listen to what I'm saying. You'll be put to death." You know, so the person that is in charge of putting them to death won't stop because they're doing God's work. So I think that this is going to be a test of faith and obedience right here. You know, so those that aren't willing to abide by these rules, um, we're just starting off this new community, this new world, and we don't need anybody that's going to be doing the opposite. So calling oh, like the being herd. that rebel. So you're taking this more from the uh, civil side, Tom, correct? Yep. yep got, you know, because right now, if if there's to be a, a, a new rule issued out to people that have never followed it this way before, without severe consequences, they could take it or leave it. You know, now it's, you're going to die. <laughs> and, you know, that's going to get their attention. And that, that's a good that's a good point too, from at least from the civil side. A, another point that you started talking about, Tom, was when Jesus and and the Pharisees and Sadducees really tried to I'm going to put in air quotes here catch Jesus violating the Sabbath. Um, remember, there was a couple of instances, wasn't it? He he healed one time, uh, and then another time his disciples. Uh, I, I say picked grain, but it's not like they were, you know, out with a combine or out with tools picking grain. They were just, you know, picking little things off of the thing to eat. They were just hungry during the day and they didn't have food at the time. Uh, and they were, you know, so I, I'm just saying that they made, they they accused Jesus of breaking it when even Jesus himself said, even Jesus himself turned to them and basically said, listen, you guys are missing the point. 
again, <laughs> like you're missing the point. Number one, the Sabbath was made for man, not man made for the Sabbath. And then another time he said, uh, um, he is Lord over the Sabbath. And yeah, I remember they wanted to, they wanted to stone him for that one. Um, but that was the thing is the reason they wanted to stone him was because of these verses. Is that kind of where you were getting at Antonio? Yes. Uh, there's, yeah, in a way, yes. Um, this is definitely heading towards something I'd like to talk about. Uh, Susanna, you got anything to say before I, okay. So put to death here and notice it keeps saying it's a sign for generations to come. You know, a lot of, there's people out there that will say that this is no longer an active covenant, that it was knelt to the cross. It's a different day, all this other stuff. Okay. Now, Revelation speaks about a second death. And who's going to take part in that second death? The wicked, Satan, false prophet, all of them, correct? Yeah, Scripture even talks about Satan being thrown in the lake of fire and, yeah, the whole shot. Right. And we can say that the entire revelation is based off who's worshiping who and who's, you know, if you worship the beast, you receive the mark of the beast and you're part of the wicked, you should take part of the second death, correct? Well, I mean, revelation... So, for those who are not initiated in Revelation talks a lot like the two main overarching themes in Revelation, if I can say, is worship, that, let me phrase that, true worship, and deception. Because like the phrase deception or deceit or deceive is in there so many times, and then worship is in there. I, th I think, honestly, I did, a, I did a, um, a word search on that one time, and worship in Revelation is, is found more than any other book in the Bible. Actually, I think I tried adding several books together, and it still didn't reach how many times the word worship is in there. All right. Well, I'd like to present to you further evidence of the Old Testament of God trying to tell us that at the end times, it will be about worship. And this is what it's going to be over. There's going to be a time in Revelation at the end of times where we will know. And there's going to be, it's going to be between a false day of worship and his fourth commandment. There's going there's to be a lot it's of... It's a sign for generations to come. So I don't think this is just an old covenant right here. I think maybe it, it was literal during this covenant, as the fourth commandment is in the Ten Commandments. After yeah. all, it was written with Jesus' finger on stone. And now that, you know, Christ has had died and resurrected and took and gave everybody opportunities to repent of sin and we all and sin is transgressing of the law yeah that was written with his finger so we have it's a sign for generations to come and we have forever wait where's forever at King James Version, it was forever. Verse 17, it will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever. Six For in six days. days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and the seventh day he rested and was now, refreshed. Let me clarify. I'm not saying that anybody who worships God on Sunday or any other day of the week is going to get the mark of the beast right now. Also, like with that, though, is is true worship because... There's a, there's a lot out there when it comes to worship. That's honestly a really big selling point for any church, especially Christian churches, I should say. This the the type of worship usually is, and I know this is this is gonna sound sad, but 
I remember my pastor bringing that up once. I went to a church in a couple towns down, and the church was called Souls Harbor. Very, very lovely church, very lively church. It was a Pentecostal church. I miss, honestly, I miss a lot of the people there. But one of the things that my pastor there at that time said was, the sad thing is, is they, they've done polls that people, that is the first thing that they ask when going to another church or going to a new church is what it's either, what is the worship like or how, how big is the choir or, you know what I mean? I'm just, I I guess what I'm, what I'm reiterating is, or what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is that worship often is usually the, the number one thing that are in, that's in people's minds is how is the worship when it comes to a church? Uh, so I could see how Satan could use uh, worship in, in a, in a very real way to try to deceive people in missing, quote unquote, once again, missing the point of what worship is supposed to be all be about. Uh, because even back in Jesus' time, they missed the point of what even the Sabbath was supposed to be about. And Jesus many times tried to correct them on what real worship was. And, you know, Jesus over and over and over, it was, it was always a heart thing. It was always a heart thing. Where's your heart in this? And, exactly. and yeah, and, and it just, yeah. I'm just saying like, I could see how, how Satan can, could use this to deceive people if their heart's not in real worship, I guess. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of a weird thing because when you say worship, uh, you know, it's one of those things when you say Christian, it means a hundred different things to a hundred different people. When you say worship, it means a hundred different things to a hundred different people. And let me also clarify now that you also says something. I, I am not saying that just because you worship God on Saturday, that does not mean you automatically go into heaven. As Justin said, it has to be with your heart. And salvation is a gift from God. So, it, yes, there will probably be people in the end times who probably never even heard of the Sabbath. Yeah. I mean, I just spoke with one of my friends of five years, three months ago. He told me he didn't know what the Sabbath was, and he's a new Christian. So <laughs> he thought it was a, just a Jewish thing. Yeah, I, I did for years, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for being a short chapter, I guess we're getting some time out of this. Not too much time, though, because it's only seven minutes. I said it was important. I said it was important. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I've said what I needed to say. Yeah, and I, I always, I also find it interesting. Do you notice that the Sabbath commandment, he, he almost reiterates the entire Sabbath commandment here, God does. Um, it's about the six days, like, it's about the creation. It's about us knowing that God is our creator. Because that was one of the unique things, at least uh, when it comes to Israel, that was one of the unique things with Israel because the Sabbath was meant to be that time to say, hey, listen, I'm worshiping the one true creator God because I'm worshiping, uh, I'm worshiping him on this day when it came to Israel and, and why they worship that way because they knew that that was, you know, the... This was the day that Everywhere God, else, God designated. Everywhere else, they worship either on the first day or some other day. Well, actually, you know, that's where we get our days of the week. Do you guys know that? Do you guys know that? Like, that, from Roman and Greco-Roman time, that's where we get our days of the week. Saturday is worship of Saturn. And Sunday, uh, Monday was the worship of the moon. Sunday is Saturday, worship of the sun. Um, what was it? I, I, Thursday. It was either Thursday or Tuesday was Thor's day. And I, don't, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot what Tuesday Wednesday was. Something was, else. Yeah. It was. It was like Pisces. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I just. I'm just saying. Like, 
Where, where I, I had a real funness for mythology because I thought it was all fake. <laughs> now I kind of know some things. Wow. And I'm not speaking about Genesis 6. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think that too, but no, not anymore. There's a big difference when you read King James Version. It kind of makes, as outdated as the language is, it still gives you a different perspective when you read King James. Sometimes, yeah. Yes, when you can understand it. <laughs> so th this whole chapter was just about God saying, hey, listen, I've given you the people that you need to fulfill and, and to, to build and make all this stuff. And they have the ability, they have the, the skill, and they're full of the Holy Spirit. Then the next whole section is about God making that covenant, saying, listen, this is uh, about that covenant with the Sabbath day to, to remind them about uh, the creation and, and who God is and what he's going to do for them. Oh, I just I find that so so cool, but I I mean I don't know. Looking forward because I know that Moses is gonna smash these tablets. It's kind of like you're looking at it like, oh God carved them out with his own finger and handed it to Moses, and you're oh, like, you spoiled alert it. You're not supposed to. I that. know, but I know I'm not. But I'm Everybody. reading it, and it's just it's it's honestly I read it. And I'm like, oh God, man, you know, God cut it out with his own finger and and wrote it with his own finger and gave it to Moses, and I'm like, ah, it doesn't he write it out with his finger anymore. again? Actually, he Moses cut yes. out the stones, but yeah. he wrote orders four times in a Bible. Four? That Jesus wrote. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I guess he does it twice. Yeah, four stones of tablet, I should say. Yeah, because he the next time he's like, all right, fine, Moses, fine, Moses you, <laughs> you carve out the rocks, bring it up, and I'll write on it again. Uh. That was like giving your kid a model you worked on, and the first thing they did, was they were playing with it, and it broke it. And the damage <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> Do you think that's why Jesus? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> do, do you think that's why Jesus simplified it so much later? You know, when he's like, you know, love your neighbor, you know, love God and love your neighbor as yourself, because he got tired of writing it over, over, over and over and over again. Well, I don't know though, because Jesus was just quoting Leviticus and Deuteronomy when he said that. So. Yeah, he was basically just sorting it up, sorting up the entire. So, yeah, cleaning it up. Yeah, and the two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm done writing this. Version. I'm done writing this. Here it is. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and Which I is had... the most important? Okay. For the last time, <laughs> I'll make the Barney style for you. <laughs> we can kind of go ahead and close out then. Antonio, could you give us a word of prayer, man? There, Heavenly Father. Thank you for us gathering here in your name and talking about your word. And uh, hopefully some good points were brought up. And, uh, well, again, we pray for Ukraine and Russia and everyone else that is involved. Uh, we pray for the United States of America and other countries' government. May they all turn to you, Lord, for guidance. And uh, I pray for everyone else who needs salvation, health, or cure issues. Lord, thank you for this session. We love you. Amen. Amen. Well, this has been Justin. This has been Tom. This has been Antonio. This has been Susanna, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here. Yeah, she's been here the whole time. Just, yeah. <laughs> 
right. She never left at all. <laughs> Good to see everybody or hear everybody. We will talk to you next time. Now listen, just because this is the end of the episode doesn't mean it's the end of the conversation. You can find Biblical Chili on almost any social media outlet. And if you're not a big fan of YouTube, just search for Biblical Chili anywhere and I'm sure you'll be able to find us. Or just go to BiblicalChili.com. Now until we meet again, remember, be part of the conversation. Goodbye. Yeah, we're done with 30. We've got to start over. We've got to be on 31. All right. We've got to be. Okay, so this is going to be a short one today. (laughs) Start over. (laughs) And reset. Good practice, everybody. Do you think they're still listening? I doubt it. There can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track. Most of them probably skip it. But in case you did, congratulations. You're one of the few. We love you.